0: Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 38, Suzanne Polinsky. Now, a good chunk of you know that I do a lot of music for television and sync licensing. And the question that I get asked the most, what's a syncable song? How do you create something that fits a scene perfectly that has yet to be written, has yet to be cast? So my good friend Heather Evans and I, we sat down and we did a mini course called Made for TV. In this mini course, we walked through the song that we co-wrote together, Flame in the Night and I walk you through the production as well, why I did what I did. I demystify this process and explain to you why this works. So these are things that you can keep in mind when you start comprising your own songs for television. All you have to do is go to songrangforguitar.com, scroll all the way down, and you will see Made For TV mini course that you can jump in right now and start learning how to do this from home. So my friend Suze is the founder of the Rockstar Advocate and co-creator of the 2021 Rockstar Life Planner. Now, what I love what she does, she's a music and mindset coach. Now, what does that mean? You know, Suze started to work at a major label and she had this fast-paced life and it was the hustle mindset that you have to keep on doing this and this and this and this, but running yourself into the ground. And here's the thing, she saw other musicians, songwriters, artists that thought they were doing all the right things, but meanwhile, they were killing themselves. And even if they got there, it didn't last. And why is that? She has this amazing, mindset and mentality and has the superpower of looking in at an artist's life and being like okay here is the shit you need to get straight and so i could tell you what she does but what we're gonna do we're gonna jump into the episode and she's gonna go into her story and if you're an artist and a musician that believes in the hustle mindset culture believe me you need to listen to this episode because she's gonna lay out some truth so here we go episode number 38 suzanne (laughs) polinsky Suze, I am so pumped to have you here. We haven't even started and we're laughing. I
1: know. I know. I can't wait. This, you're the only one that will get me to do an interview at in the
0: early mornings. It, it is.
1: And it's not even that early, which is so sad.
0: <laughs> well, you know, this can speak into not everybody's schedule is the same, and Absolutely. it's just like sometimes we believe, and we can get into all that. Some of the the things that we believe we have to do, or that we we think we need to do to fit in, and all of those things. But I want would love for you to delve into kind of your story as it relates to music. I know you've worked at a label, and that journey is always interesting to me when someone's like, "I've worked at a label," and you worked at a label. I feel like at a weird time, like a transitional yeah. time too.
1: Yeah. I worked at a label at a time where it's like, I feel like it's very similar to this past year that we've had, where like a huge source of income that many people depended on just like disappeared and then everybody lost their minds and like, understandably so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I worked at a label eons ago. I worked at Atlantic Records and then I worked at EMI Works, and um, it was right at the beginning of the aughts. And uh, iTunes had just come out and kind of changed the game. Napster kind of took a big dump on everything. And CD sales just really went away for the most part. And so I was in sales. (laughs) And so my accounts like Tower Records, Sam Goody, Virgin Megastore, all of these CD places all went out of business.
0: Sam, I, it's like, that's like a flashback for me in terms of- The wall.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh, so who am I selling to anymore? Oh, and they, you know, and you'd still have to get your quotas up. Like, we still have to move these CDs because we're still making them, even though all the data is telling us not to make them anymore. And so I left because I was like, well, this is this is ridiculous. And and mainly it had to do with with schedules and mental health, because at the end of the day- All of this stuff was being fed to us and I was working so many hours for very little pay and while I love the people that Mm -hmm. I worked with and I, I, I loved so much of it, there was a big chunk of it that I was like, this is not what I signed up for. And I wanted to be, my dream was to work at a label and work my way up and one day have my own label since I was 12 years old. And... I was now 20, 21, I guess I just turned. And I was like, how I busted my butt. I graduated early. I did all the things they told me to do. I rushed through everything to get here. I'm here and I'm miserable. And like, how did that happen? Because I don't know when you're younger and you read the fairy tale books, it's like you have this dream, you get the dream and then you live happily ever after. And like, that's how it's supposed to go and this formula did not work out in my favor like i don't understand and literally like my brain just stopped working like i just couldn't understand how i did everything i was supposed to do and i wasn't happy and the thing is like happiness is not based on being on doing what you've been told to do happiness is checking in with yourself and saying what do i need and getting it for yourself like that's what it
0: is. Well, let's agree. Fairy tales are weird because Snow yeah. White is dead and a prince kisses a dead corpse. That yeah. fairy tales I mean, are. beauty, hello. Like <laughs> Now, what did you think when in your mind or like that, you know, when you think like, I want to work at a label, what did you imagine goes on there? So it's like, I'd love to see like, what did you think? And then right. the reality, like what was right. the two things?
1: So like when I was a really, really young lass um i (laughs) i really just i i loved performance like i loved performers but when it was time for me to be one i did not want to my parents enrolled me in dance class i loved it and then they made us face the mirrors and i was like go screw yourself i'm not i don't want anybody not even myself watching me do what i'm doing like that was it so It was very weird for me as a kid like how do i love i mean my mom would take me to broadway shows all the time and it's like how do i love this and i have such a passion for it but i don't want people watching me so like where how does that reconcile and then when i was 12 and i saw this behind the music of def jam and how rick rubin and um and lear cohen and russell simmons created what is def jam I was like, oh, there are people behind the scenes. Like yeah. there are people that help people perform and and do all these amazing things. So in my mind, I was like, if you work at a label, you get to make it possible for performers to do their thing. And so I just thought you work at a label and everybody loves everybody and you get to like pick this incredible music to help get out to the masses that nobody's ever heard of before. And you like mine the world for like really awesome music. And then you get to tell everybody about it. And like, how awesome is that? And then when I got there, it was like, no, it's all a big formula and we checked their stats. And like, this was before social media. Like I, I was the only person at the label with a Facebook account um, because that's how early it was. I was the only one that still had a college email. <laughs> so I it was only open to college folk at that point. So that's how early I was there. So it wasn't based on social media stats, but it was based on like, well, how many CDs have you sold on your own? How many people have you brought out to shows? How many shows have you sold out? What have you made from your tours? Like, It was all based on metrics and it was not based on, okay, maybe this person just isn't good at booking their own shows, but their music is incredible and they just need help and haven't figured out how to get in front of people yet. That didn't matter. It was like, what are the numbers and what can we make money off of? Because it takes millions of dollars for these labels to get these musicians on the Today Show, on the radio, on these big tours. Like, you have to buy your way into a lot of this stuff. And they need a sure thing. They don't take risks the way we think they take risks, they take very, very calculated risks. And even then those things don't work out. So I'm not really like trying to dump on labels. They are, they're doing what they have to do. They're a bank and they invest and they have to think about their investment and they can't always lead with their heart. But it does get to a point where they start to just not have a heart and it just becomes all about the numbers. And I was like, oh, this is just not fun. It's just... Ugh, no. And, and I left and not because, not just because it wasn't fun, but because it also just, it was like, where's the music? Like, what is this about? And um, it, I just didn't feel any passion towards it. And I, I was really, it was just really an unhealthy toxic environment. Um, the long hours, the sleep when you're dead mentality, the, I took a day off. I only got five vacation days for the whole year. I took a day, an extra day, a personal day off to go to a family funeral and my BlackBerry was still buzzing and still being messaged and still people were calling me throughout the day because they couldn't find something or they needed a file or this couldn't wait. Just tell me where I can, you know, email this to me so I can do this while you're gone. And it was just like, I can't have a day. Like there's just, it just didn't exist. I remember... Taking a personal day to graduate because I started working there before I graduated. I had finished classes, but I got out early. So I had to wait a year to graduate. And they were like, What are you talking about? Like, you're done. School's done. That's that's the old Sue. This is the new Sue. You're a professional who cares about graduation. And I was like, My parents who paid a lot of money for me to go to school. Like, it was like no I, I i'm going to walk with my class like you know and it was just and, and they they called me sorority girl they were like oh here's sorority girl like she has to go back to school to walk with her class and it was like yeah yeah i do and maybe 20 21 was too young to for me to be there i don't know i but you know they put all this pressure on you to like be the young prodigy or be the young next up and comer or everything's based on do it when you're young and then they're like why aren't you older and grown up yet like why don't you have your shit together what do you mean you want to hang out with your friends I didn't see my friends for years like didn't happen and if I wanted to go do something or get out of work on time which was 7 p.m. to meet my friends for some happy hour it was like friends what do you what do you think this is? Like, you're not in school anymore. Like, this is, if you don't really love this, you, we've got a people around the corner that like lined up that would kill for this job. And finally, I was like, show me those people. Like, what line? Like, show me those people that don't want to have a life and be burnt out every day. And, but we fall for it. We think, like, yes, I, I said I wanted this. And what does that make me? If I walk out now, I'm a loser. I'm someone who doesn't actually really want it. I'm a lazy, like, that's how I, even when I quit, it took me like a year to not hate myself
0: and a lot of therapy. (laughs) Was it just like the idea that you think, oh, did I, you know, maybe this is the way it is. And I just blew the opportunity. And it's just like, I need to, and uh, But then there has to be another side of you that is just like, no, that's not actually how it should be. That's not right. It's just like you shouldn't. And it's almost like they're at battle with each other for a little bit. And it's kind of that period of like, okay, so which one's telling the truth? Right.
1: Yeah. It was like a year, maybe probably even more. And this is thank God for therapy where I was like. Oh my god you can't hack it you big loser you're not made for this you failed you you don't deserve to be in the music industry and then another piece of like what's wrong with this music industry like we need to fix this this is so unhealthy and wrong but you're constantly at odds with that and it's a real mind fuck. like <laughs> it re- like thank god for a therapist to be like no stop like this is not
0: healthy to me there's so there's so much in there that artists believe like different templates that maybe they're given with or they're given like you know oh i need to be well this is how music's done this is how it's done so i need to just just keep on going i need to do that it's the grind it's the hustle it's the it's just like it's not meant to be like this party 24 7. i i think this is how it's supposed to be and you just need to keep on going and then uh, maybe the, that line of people they were telling you are all the employees before you that are now dead because <laughs> they couldn't do it. <laughs> it's just this line of dead employee, because I don't know, it, we can only go so fast so far, go full speed before we burn out. Yeah. Do you think we accept that burnout is just normal and it's just like, oh, that's what we just have? Yeah, it happen. just
1: means you're working really hard. It just means that you're closer to your dream because, like, you've sacrificed. And, like, that's a bunch of, but like, the universe is not waiting there, like, all right, let's just see how much they're willing to sacrifice. And then I'll present their goal to them. It doesn't work like that. Like, what I've learned, and believe me, this took years mm-hmm. of more therapy and hiring coaches that already had the career that I wanted to have to prove to me, because I did not want to believe it, that, hey, it, that's not how the world works. The goals, the, the the gifts, the things you're waiting on, the things that you are working towards, they come when you're ready for them. And if you're burnt out and you've got no energy and you're walking around like a chicken with your head cut off, you're not ready for the big stuff. You can't handle it. And if you look at any real big person out there anyone who's maybe you know owns the labels or runs the labels does the stuff guess what they've got a team of people to take care of them they make sure they get their rest. They are doing a lot of stuff. I'm not saying they don't do stuff but there that's the thing. We think running around constantly with no rest is doing stuff. These people are doing stuff they're just not busy they're productive. And that's the thing they still have time for rest they still go away with their family they still enjoy the fruits of their labor and they're going to tell you oh yeah i I work all the time but they are intentional with how they spend their time and that's the difference and these little things that we've gotten so (laughs) tied to our little smartphones are so smart and can do so much but we make sure constantly that we have these little chargers around to make sure that these phones don't die on us but then we think about taking rest for ourselves and we're like that's ludicrous like what
0: <laughs> how does that make sense it doesn't um when did you you know especially when you started like you know having coaches and these coaches were kind of opening up your mind when did you you know i'd love for you to talk more about the idea of like being productive and busy and they are two different things i feel like busy is just like so many things that you're starting, but never finishing. They're half started things, but productive is someone that goes like, okay, here's my day. I've got these three things that I need to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And you do them. To me,
1: the difference between busy and productive is two things. One, when you're productive, you're just better at math. <laughs> and two, when you're productive, you're, you just actually know what you want. And so busy, We think in 24-hour days, which we don't have, and so our math is horrendous. So we think in 24, and when we look at our to-do list, we're like, oh, I could get so much done in 24 hours, and we forget that we sleep and we eat and other things don't go our way, and we need white space to buffer it when things take longer than they should because they always take longer than they should. And so we just – are horrible at calculating how much time we have and the other piece of it is we don't really know what we're working towards we just think well i just have everything has to get done so and we live in this world of false urgency where it's like yes everything on your list mm, maybe if if you really went through it and were intentional sure everything on your list has to get done but not right now so figure out what does have to get done right now then question it again because you're probably too lenient with yourself and then question it again and say what absolutely has to get done do those things and then if you have time or energy or capacity do the other stuff and all of this stuff that i just said needed to be like ramped up to the max for this past year yeah. Like because our capacity was even less than it normally is, and our time—you know—everyone was like, "Oh, the pandemic! You have all this time now. You have all this time to like bake sourdough bread and knit and come up with new passions. So, so then you have time to build your business and do all this other stuff." To say to somebody that the capacity, the mental emotional capacity that it takes to make bread. Is the same as it takes to make your dreams come true as an artist should be like hung out to dry outside and like just hit like a piñata. Like it's it's absurd to think that like you see online people are making bread and doing all these things. So you're like, oh, I totally need to record my 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 next EP, and I suck. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It's a whole different ball game. You can't the amount of energy. Mental capacity, focus that you need to do that, you likely didn't have it for most of the pandemic. So that's why people made bread and then they ate it and then their pants didn't fit. So we all wore <laughs> sweatpants. Like
0: that's why people. <laughs> I see two different screens in my head. I see the great British baking show where they're (laughs) watching bed bread bake. And they're just doing that thing where they lean, they look at the oven. And then the (laughs) other one, I see musicians at another oven, just leaning down, looking at their dream, just kind of opening the oven a little bit, being like, is it done yet? Okay. I shouldn't have done that. It's, oh, it's deflating. It's deflating. And it's just like dreams have soggy bottoms. And it's just, it's just all awful, but it's, do you feel too, and you know you you do this in your coaching, and you know I've run across this when I talk to to songwriters sometimes we're we're not specific, we're very vague in what we want to do. And when you ask them like what specifically, and they go, "Well, I want to do da da da." and it's like okay, that's good, but can you get more specific what that is? That's where it's like, oh, i I haven't really given that thought, right. Right. Oh, and meanwhile, all that energy is like all that busy energy of just like, uh, it, it's it really was working towards something that still really wasn't like mm-hmm. specific.
1: You know, it's really interesting when it comes to goals. And like, this is what when I first came out, we're now almost seven years ago, six and a half years ago, when I first came out as a mindset productivity coach, and I started getting on some panels, mainly like the future of music, because I didn't know where to put me um and now they have like self care and mental health panels and all that stuff which is great but in the beginning when i was on these random panels the fellow panelists who you know not for nothing were just usually old white dudes were like wait wait you do what like musician they don't why do they what are they going to sit and talk about their goals for like i don't like a lot of them didn't get it and like when i first came out with my planner in 2016 people were buying it. And this one dude was like, nobody's gonna buy this." And I was like, no, the, the people that are currently online are buying it. And he was like, yeah but they don't, they don't musicians are lazy and they're, they're not gonna stick to like being productive and mapping out their goals. <laughs> what I would say to them is, first of all, that's really selling musicians short and I don't know what musicians you talk to. Um, and secondly, you're confusing a burnt out overwhelmed musician. For lazy, and I did an i g live and a and a podcast episode about this because people mistake burnout for laziness and we touched upon that earlier, where it's like, you know, you just can't do anymore, but it's like, oh, you don't want this enough, you're lazy, or you don't know what you want, so like you're just coasting and it's like no they they just don't understand it because they're giving so many counteractive things that are at odds with each other that don't make sense. They're told, you know prove how much you want it and be in it for the long haul. And then they're told how come you didn't get this already. And like clocks ticking and all this stuff. And it's all these conflicting stories that aren't based in anything. It's just people, the other people who are lazy, who don't want to take the time to explain it. So they just throw out these sayings that they think will just like suffice as an answer. And, and the musicians are left scratching their head. Like, wait, how can that exist simultaneously? I don't understand what you just said. So I was like, if we just took the time to explain it to them, they can understand. They're smart. (laughs) Like they get it. And so what I think is at odds here is when it comes to goals, there are two things here that I hear all the time that I'm just like, okay, they're not goals. So one of them is I hear one of two things all the time is I want to get signed by a label, not a goal. And I want to play Madison square garden. Also like not a goal. So I've been hearing that a lot. It's like, I want to be, especially now that the world's opening back up and like people want to get back on, on tour. Like the goal is like one day Madison square garden. So it's like, okay, here's the thing. Both of those are like byproducts of like the impact you're trying to make. Like those will happen when you're focused on engaging with your fans, putting yourself out there, getting your message out there, believing in your message, not just expecting your fans to believe in your message. Like, really believing in yourself that this can happen and serving your community. And so when I say that, one of my clients was talking about Madison Square Garden. and She said, I guess I should really give up on that. That goal is too big. And I was like, no, the goal is not big. Like people think like, oh, Madison Square Garden, that's such a big goal. It's not that first of all, because it's not a goal, but like, it's not big. It's just not specific. And the thing is you could get to Madison Square Garden so many different ways. Like I was talking to somebody else recently. We were like, you could get to Madison square garden by having a a family member or a spouse working at Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs can easily and has taken over Madison square garden. They've rented it out. They've had, they've had company um, events there. And, And I know that because I have family that works there. Like they've done it. You can, And then they say, oh, we need entertainment. And you might, your spouse might say, hey, my partner is a fantastic musician. They'll play for the event. Hey, maybe you'll just end up playing Madison Square Garden for a Goldman Sachs event. Like, who cares? That could happen. You could also co-write something with somebody who ends up becoming a big, huge star. And they say, hey, I got this opportunity to play Madison Square Garden. Come out and play this song with me. That could happen. You, you don't know how it will happen. You could, so many people have come through Madison Square Garden. It's not only Billy Joel that plays there. Like y- in so many ways that could happen. So stop trying to figure it out. It, it can happen. But the issue is I said to them, what's your life look like when you're playing Madison Square Garden? And they just looked at me like, I, I don't know. I've never thought about it. I'm like, see, that's the big goal. You've never thought you're thinking about one venue for one show for one night. You're not thinking about what do I want my life to look like? That's dreaming big. Yeah, that's what do I want my life to look like? Do I have a family? Am I traveling? Do I you know what type of money am I making? What is fulfilling me? What am I doing with my time when I'm not making music? Like that's the big picture and artists don't think that big but they think Madison Square Garden they're like I think big no that that's what that's a morsel yeah. and you got to think big picture so that that's a piece of it it's the confusing what big is and confusing what a goal is are are big things that i see with clients
0: It seems like they're talking about like, Oh, the step 37 or set, you know, step 40. And you're asking like, okay, so what about like, what's step two? And they're just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it doesn't matter. And you're like, what do you mean that? It's like that. It's just like all those things that you mentioned too. And someone that's like, I want this big show. You're right. That is one show, right? You mean you're working all of this for one show, right? Or
1: the flip side, they do know what step two is, and it's released this next single, but they're paralyzed because one song is freaking them out because this needs to be the song. And I'm like, guess what? Your career will never be based around one song. It's not, even when you think about one hit wonders, there are musicians out there that maybe we don't see them anymore on the big screen, But Mm -hmm. they're likely still doing things and making money like their career goes beyond that one hit on Billboard that maybe, you know, so your career is never going to be based on one song unless you decide to quit after that one song. It's ludicrous. And I understand from an emotional standpoint, I understand it, but it keeps musicians from moving forward when they put all this pressure on this one song because they think well i love this song so much and that, as if that's all they have in them like you have so many more songs that have, haven't even come out of you yet <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what if you, there's a musician that's listening is like oh my god that's me yeah oh my god that's me oh shit. okay time to just pack it in <laughs> right. don't pack it in but it's right. just like you how do you reevaluate and i know everyone's a little bit different but what are some like little things that they could start to write down and do that put them on the right path to just like not just like okay getting the things they want to but like a healthy way of doing right. that consistent because healthy and focus i feel builds consistency and then that's the longevity piece that i think everybody desires to have right
1: well the first piece is call me <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, it's the the first piece is to really yourself, like hit pause, stop for a second and say, like, what am I really going at? Because the other the other thing that happens and this is all tied in with what we're talking about is you start to kind of like go for other people's goals without really realizing it, because you kind of get into this whole. I need the blueprint. I need the template. I need I need the rules. Like, what are the things? And then you start to work towards stuff where it's like I release a single every six weeks or I release a new EP every year. And like, this is what I do and I got to do this and a new song needs to come out. So that's what I'm focused on. Okay. But what do you want? What is the point of that EP? What, like, what do you want from it? So do you want to be on stage? Do you like the spotlight? Do you want people screaming your name at an arena? Or like, do you want to just stay anonymous, but you just want to make money from it? And, you could write for other artists or you could do both or you could do session work or you could do, you know, licensing your music to other people or, or sync licensing, or you could do, um, you know, teaching, you could teach other people to do it. You can make, you know, look at, you can make courses, you could do all the things like what are the things that you could win an Emmy if you really want to, like, there are things that you can do but what does that look like? There are musicians that are happy as all hell, maybe not right now in this current pandemic, but to like work on a cruise ship and get paid to perform and travel and see the world. Like, awesome. Is that what you want? Because that is like, there are so many different paths you can take, but figure out what does success look like? To you, not what you think other people want it to look like. Not the whole label, label, label BS. Like that's what you've been told. What do you want? Success is building a life that makes you happy on your own terms. So you can do that. What does that look like? And that's why I say to people, dream big. But like, what is the big, like dream big picture? What does that look like when you're much older and you don't want to be running around every day. Like, where are you hanging your hat? Where are you putting your feet up? What does that look like? Are you still traveling the world? Maybe. Are you on a horse ranch somewhere? Are you like on a beach? Are you in an apartment building? Like what, in a bustling city? Like in the penthouse? Like, what does hell look like? Maybe it's in a suburb and you you don't even need all the riches. You just want a regular life but you want the money to come from your music and that's what makes you happy like great so what is that and so i always tell people like go make a vision board go journal go just daydream like go sit on a bench somewhere and just let your mind wander and think about what that looks like you spend an hour and like that's what i would say would be your next step because if you're not being honest with yourself about what you want Mike and I and others like us cannot help you get to where you need to be.
0: Yes. <laughs> All of that, because I I, th- I love some of those things that you mentioned, like vision boards, like journaling, uh, and most importantly, just quiet. It's just like, I think because you're right, smartphones are great and you know technology is great and everything, but it's like our minds are so like the rhythm and the flow of Rob Bell talks about this, which I love. He talks about like, you know, the sun goes down for a reason and then morning goes up and there was a point where the way people worked, they were in tune with how the, the everything functioned. People were in tune, like the sun's going down. It's time to go to bed. Oh, the sun's coming up. It's time to wake up, but now suddenly lights are on all the time, phones are on all the time. it's and as you said, sometimes we're we're making ourselves accessible twenty four seven. Like you could be, as you said, a funeral, and people are like, "Hey, I got a question. Is this a bad time?" And she's like, "What? In what form is this acceptable? It is not a good time, right? Um, at, that we're we've lost quiet or moments to just be like." Because really, in those quiet times, like we sit with those thoughts and those things, and just like, oh, I don't like that, right? Oh, so and so is actually really a jerk. <sighs> uh, why am I around that? Why am I doing that? Right, right. I don't do enough time for this, right? And I, I and there's and it's it's okay to like look at a tree or a cloud and be like, that's cool, yeah. Like actually have an appreciation for the right. fact, that, like we're on this circle, and just through some rotation and force, it's going around this big orange ball of fire in the midst of other things and other things and other things, right. and that there might be other dimensions with other yous maybe there. Yep your single will be okay. And you can always, and suddenly it's it's like,
1: it's like, it's like overwhelming, but humbling at the same time. It's overwhelming, but not in a sense that burns us out and, and makes us run around like a nut. It, it's this humbling experience that takes the pressure off and says, you know what, like in the grand scheme of things, like you said, that one single, if it does great, awesome. If not, I'm going to, there's more in me to create. And the world is going to keep spinning. And one of my bosses at Atlantic Records, who I was very, very thankful for, shout out to Rick Froyo, um, he always said, guys, we're not curing cancer. Does music heal? Yes, it does. Is music important? Absolutely. But guess what? When I accidentally sent 3,000 CDs to one Best Buy instead of a bunch of different Best Buys, it cost the label a little money. It wasn't great. But the world was still spinning and the sun still rose the next day. And he was like, we're not curing cancer. The CDs will get there. They will figure it out. Like, there's no reason to feel like an absolute piece of shit. It's just make note. Don't do that again.
0: i like, love to see the employee there at Best Buy that was just like, what's this shit, man? Just being right.
1: like, like f-
0: that's a lot. Oh,
1: of- that's Yeah, that's a lot of click five. Um, Oh, my
0: goodness. Which... Oh, God, that was a throwback right there. You just say, click five. And I was like, that's a radio Disney play right there, if I remember. Oh, yeah.
1: I got to write the copy for, like, all their promotional stuff. And I was also in charge of going outside because you couldn't do it, like, on company business. But (laughs) you could go elsewhere and make phone calls to the radio stations requesting. Like, it's not illegal as long as you're not at the label working to go, like, make requests to get them on the radio. Like, I want to hear click five. And so, you know, I was a young girl and they're like, hey, you know, go take a break, go clock out and like, go make some phone calls. <laughs> the secrets of the music industry.
0: That is so, now if people are listening to this, okay, I... and you're like, I have to work with her. I have to do something. Where can people find you?
1: <laughs> I have an unhealthy relationship with Instagram. So I'm always on Instagram. You can find me at Rockstar Advo ADVO. Please, anyone that has compassion, do not Facebook message me. Just don't. I'm not going to see it. I don't have Facebook Messenger app on my phone. I hate Facebook, so please do not message me on Facebook. You can DM me on Instagram, or you can email me SUZ at the Rockstar Advocate. I am happy to get back to you. Uh, Let's set up a free time to talk. And um, yeah, that's, that's all the things I do have a gift for your audience. Can I, yes, you can my gift. So talking about productivity and, and staying focused, I created the rockstar life planner. Mm. We've got the 2021 rockstar life planner and we're about, we're halfway through now. We're at the halfway mark of the year. So, I'm taking 15 bucks off the planner for your audience only, Mike all caps, Mike15. I only sell these on my website, it's not on Amazon anymore cuz they're the devil. Um you can go on my website, it's free shipping, it's always free shipping. So you can get it off the physical planner or the planner bundle which comes with all the accessories that I sell. Happy to send it out to you. We've only got a few copies left. So that's my gift to the, the mic audience out there.
0: Buy it because I'm big on planners. I find that the, the, when I started to think about using, I was like, holy shit, my life changed. And to have something that's geared towards musicians and like a musician mindset and not just like, you know, the Karen down the street, just like this is my kids. But like this is like geared towards musicians is super important.
1: Well, and I have to say, somebody contacted me recently and said, listen, it's already June. Like, why am I going to buy a planner? I can only use half of it. And I was like, well, here's the thing. You've already wasted the first half of the year. (laughs) That's why you're thinking about getting a planner. Secondly, it's not just the physical like, oh, I'm going to like fill out the the next 25 weeks of the year. Mm -hmm. It comes with an exclusive community on Instagram that supports you. I've got a full library of downloadable resources and spreadsheets and checklists for you to use. And it comes like the the other components it comes with that you have lifetime access to, it it's a ticket into a community of support. So there's also that. It that does not expire in six months. So
0: that's it. Where people are like, okay, sold. So yeah. but- well, this was so good. Suze, you just are. Uh, it, every time we talk i'm just like yes yes yeah. yes yes i agree totally agree
1: <laughs> well thanks so much for having me i one day one day we're just gonna hang out in person and and just yes each other to death it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fun i'm already I also i just i gotta say i love the new hair and it's so funny because i actually started doing that too i'm in the process of doing the, doing the same thing. Mine is pulled back because I'm not there yet, but, yeah. um, but it's so funny. We're on the same,
0: we're on, air, on the same. Air air wave air wave like, wave. like, cause I was yeah. just like, I need something.
1: something. And I was like,
0: you know, why not just do it? And I was like, fuck, I'm going to do it. And then just yeah. like bought and just went with it. So in so person we'll be yesing and just like died. And being like, I remember two thousands <laughs> and then other people will be like, I remember that too. Oh, but I'm so glad you could be here.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for being a beacon of light to so many artists. You're awesome.
0: That does it for this week's episode. And if you've been enjoying these episodes, this podcast, and you haven't given us a review on Apple Podcasts, can you take like five minutes and all you have to do, choose your favorite episode, head on over there, talk about it, give us five stars, because believe me, every single review helps and helps bring visibility to this podcast and visibility helps us get more interesting guests killer content and helps make people aware of this awesomeness that they are missing out so all you have to do apple Podcasts, five-star review talk about your favorite episode believe me i would super appreciate that and that does it for this week's episode it was edited and produced by chris vivalius i'm mike myers thanks for listening